If you're a spiritual entrepreneur, you already know that life, the universe, sends you signs and synchronicities so that you can grow, so that you can have this guidance in terms of what you're here to do and your dharma on this planet. And what does that mean about the pets in your life? What does that mean about the animals that are around you? Could they also be sending you signs? Could they also be giving you guidance in terms of your next steps, in terms of what you're here to learn and what you're here to give? That's why we have Elizabeth here. Elizabeth Wallace is going to walk you through everything in terms of animal communication and what you can learn about your pets and the role they're here to play in your life. So what you're going to learn here is one, what your animal and animals around you are here to teach you. Two, what the contract, the soul contract may be for you in your life. Three, what it means about your triggers, how this is going to help you uncover and start to heal some of the triggers along this business journey. And of course, four, what this means about your guidance in terms of what to do in business and on this business journey. Let's dive in. Hello and welcome to the Awaken Your Business podcast. My name's Tyson Sharp. And if it's also your mission to heighten consciousness, yes, you are a light worker. And it's in this podcast where you execute that heart's mission by integrating your spiritual and business growth. This is what I call stepping into the role of the heart-centered CEO. This is the version of you who knows the numbers, you know how to grow an audience, you know how to create more impact and more income. But every business strategy is done through the filter of love, compassion, consciousness, and contribution. So when you're ready, take a deep breath, and I'll see you on the inside. Hello, my online family. Welcome back to another episode of the Awaken Your Business podcast. I have Elizabeth Wallace here, and if you have an animal, if you love animals, if you've always had a deeper connection with, with wildlife, with your own pets, then this is the the discussion for you obviously elizabeth has some skills do we need to give like a bit of a woo-woo warning i'm not sure how this i'm not sure how this works but we we definitely talk everything spirituality here everything in we go down the woo-woo rabbit hole quite a bit and relate it all to business um but this is going to be an awesome chat i'll i'll give you uh i'll, I'll read your bio in a second but one one thing that i want to ask right off the bat is why do people need to understand more about this? Why do people need to understand and listen more to the messages around their animals and their pets? So our animals are with us on this journey as our teachers and our wisdom guides. And they come here and our animals are so much wiser than most humans give them credit for being, whether they're animals that we share our homes with or animals that we encounter out in nature. But our animals are so wise and they have messages for us and they are trying to help us and guide us on our journey. A lot of time we think that our animals are misbehaving or, or have behaviors that we label as bad or annoying or problematic. And really those behaviors are ways that our animals are trying to get us mess, get messages to us. Mm -hmm. So if you can think of a partnership with your animal, that they're here to help your soul evolve and grow and go in the direction it's supposed to go, it makes a lot of what they do much easier to accept and to hear their messages mm. that's it because i've had animals my whole life i've had i've had pets mostly dogs and it can you know it can be 
very it, it can be the pattern of just saying oh yeah they're, they're my pet and they're fun and they're they you know provide a lot of value for me but it doesn't necessarily go deeper and i think for people to really go deeper and say okay there's something here for me to learn there's something here that they're teaching me and we're all in this we're all in this journey together it develops mm-hmm. that deeper connection that deeper harmony and a, a real a real depth of meaning for those types of relationships so this is going to be awesome uh, I'll read your bio quickly so people can get a, a decent understanding about you. So Elizabeth is an intuitive animal communicator with a unique gift that allows her to connect with the energy of an animal and have conversations with them. Her belief is that our animals are here to support and guide us with their wisdom throughout our journey. She provides a bridge that allows a deeper connection with your animal and the ability to learn the messages they have for you, as she just explained. Elizabeth can also connect with animals that are in spirit and receive their guidance from the other side. So what is, what is a typical, what does a client generally come to you for? Is it generally to understand why their, why their pet is doing something in particular? Is it a particular message that they're wanting to understand and, and come out with or What's the general, what's the, the overall arching uh, challenge that people have that they come to you for? So I think there are three separate categories that people come to me for, generally speaking. One would be there's a behavioral issue that they're having a problem with and they want me to quote unquote solve it. <laughs> the second would be a, an animal has an illness or they're getting close to the end of their life. And somebody may want to talk about when is the right time to help the animal cross over and transition or other special uh, protocols that they could use that could support the animal, especially holistically. And the third would be when an animal has transitioned from their physical body as, and is in spirit. And I can, I can talk, it's no different for me to talk to an animal, whether they're in their physical form or in spirit, because I'm talking to their soul and their spirit. So um, those would be the three main areas. What I find that's very interesting is when people come to me because they have a problem with a behavior, or let's say there's something that they're they're trying to introduce a new pet or, and it's not going well. And they, they think it's all going to be a discussion in, in the 3D realm. And what's super cool is when people are open spiritually to accepting that their animal is here as, as, a, as their guide. And so the behavior is really so much deep. The, the meaning of the behavior is so much deeper. And um, I get, I do get a lot of people at the end of sessions going, that was so not what I was expecting to have happen. <laughs> but to answer your question, I would say those would be the three, the three main categories that people would, would reach out. I mean, there are some other people might have a lost animal that they would, they would uh, be looking for help finding that lost animal. But again, that has a meaning as well. So um, I can give you an example if you'd like. Yeah, go for it. Okay, so I had a, a woman about six months ago uh, contact me and she had a cat that ran out her front door. And in conversation with her, she basically just wanted me to tell the cat to come home. And the cat showed me exactly where he is. 
and pinpointed it to the house. The house was probably about a half a mile um, from, from where, this, where, the, where the lady was living. And the cat essentially told me that he was not gonna come home until she ventured out of the house because she had become such a shut-in with COVID and was essentially just living in her bedroom and wouldn't go out of the house. And so the cat leaving the house was really an attempt to get her out of the house to go look for him. Mm -hmm. So the cat would not come home until she went and looked for him. Very interesting. Yeah, it's, uh, I mean, for me, there's, there's particular things that happen in life. And most of the time, people see it just as 3D world. But it, it takes some deeper digging to see what's the deeper mm. meaning here? How is this helping me evolve spiritually? And our animals play a big part in that as well. So I'm curious to know from your experience, how did you get into all this? What was the, you know, for, did you have this, this gift from an early age that sort of slowly developed? How did, that, how did this whole thing come about for you? Sure. So I knew from a very early age that I could hear animals and talk to them. And I just thought everybody could. I didn't understand that I was unique in that regard or that I had a gift that not everybody had. And when I told my parents about this, they completely freaked out. And, you know, I was a nice Catholic girl and we were a nice Catholic family and we weren't talking about that crazy stuff. And, you know, my parents were concerned that uh, I was going to go and tell people this and they, they were going to think I was off, off my rocker and it would reflect poorly on them. So I really shut down that part of myself uh, probably until about 10 years ago. I was always very connected to animals. I was drawn to them. I intuitively knew how to care for them, but I wasn't, I had forgotten that I could actually communicate with them. And about 10 years ago, one of my soul dogs transitioned and it was at a period that I had a, an a tremendous amount of loss. I had lost, uh, my father had, had transitioned from his physical body. Um, my best friend was 41. She had just transitioned from her physical body. And then my soul dog, Olivia transitioned. And I was really struggling with how to process this grief and not knowing where to turn. And I started meditating because I didn't know what else to do. I didn't know how to with this grief. And I couldn't, the other thing was I couldn't find any relief from it. And in my meditations, I started getting this sense of Olivia's spirit being with me. And then one night I heard her say, I'm still here. And I knew it was her. And I didn't care that it seemed crazy. And I didn't care that I couldn't explain it. I just cared that it brought me a moment's peace from the grief. And so every night after work, I would, I would go home and I would light a candle and I would, I would be holding her collar and I, I would start meditating. And more and more, I could hear her. And after about a month, she said to me, you've always been able to talk to animals. You just forgot. And once that channel was opened, it was like a floodgate. 
it was every animal in the world was talking to me all at once. And I would walk out the front door and I would hear people who were walking their dogs. I would hear their dogs. I would hear cats. I would hear squirrels. I would hear the raccoons. And so I took some courses from a well-known animal communicator that really helped me to understand how I could channel that energy and how I could how I could work with it and allow it in and help to decipher the messages without feeling overwhelmed. Wow. When you're around an animal, let's say someone's someone's dog, do what is it? What is that process like, or what is that? What is that experience like? Do you hear physically? Do you hear some words come through? Is it more a feeling? What's what's that whole experience like? Just so people can understand. Sure. So. It's important to make the distinction, or it's important for me. I am very um, respectful of people's boundaries in terms of their animals. So while I can connect in with a dog that I meet on, let's say on the street, if I was out walking my dog or we were at the dog park, I, I might get a sense or a feeling from that dog, but I have to intentionally connect into their energy. So without the human's permission, I don't do that. So what I will walk you through is if I were to connect in with a client's animal so that you can have an idea of what that would be like. So I would uh, call forth their energy and set the intention that I would connect in with, with we'll, we'll use the example of a dog. And um, I would call forth their energy and I would uh, connect in with that. It's pretty easy for me to, to do that. And depending upon the animal, I can get the information in one of three ways. I can either hear an actual conversation. We'll have an actual conversation. They might show me images or I have what's called a spiritual download. I'll just get a block of information that sort of gets plopped into my head and I just know things and I don't know why I know them. So I might I had a client a couple of weeks ago that was struggling um, who had lost her job and and didn't hadn't told me that and I just the animal just sort of transferred that information into my mind like I didn't he didn't show me anything or tell me I just knew um, that she had lost her job so um, those are the three primary ways that I get information and a lot of it depends on the animal and their energy and their personality and also the human because the animal's not going to reveal more than what the human's ready to hear. So, okay. Is that, is that generally because of soul contracts we have with animals? I've heard this, yes. I've heard this before. It's generally like, you know, from, from what I've heard is that animals in the wild generally have an animal instinct. They, they're connected with nature. They're connected with spirit in a deeper way where everything's connected and they they follow this internal intuition and guidance that allows them to receive what they need and mm-hmm. some t- and and but when they there's a soul contract between uh, an an animal and the human there's sort of this uh the blend of, of the soul contracts where the animal now relies on the human for certain things and that sort of instinct uh, you know to find food and to and to survive is basically you know, passed on to the, the human's contract and vice versa. The human is, is in a relationship with, with them to learn the lessons to sort of grow and evolve spiritually because of their guidance. Uh, what is your, what's your 
definition or explanation of these sole contracts we have with our pets? Sure. So I would say this, I would say any animal that we encounter, we have some level of a sole contract with. It's just the animals that we live with, we have, and it, and it could be as easy or as, as beautiful as you're appreciating a beautiful red cardinal that's juxtaposed against a white snowy background. And you're appreciating their beauty and just taking that in and whatever message they have for you or whatever symbolism that might mean for you. It could just be a, a 10 second interaction, but on some level that is a soul contract. Now that's a, a much less involved soul contract than the ones that we, that we have with our animals that we share our homes with. So generally speaking, when we have an animal that, that we share our lives with, the sole contract is that we will give them food and shelter and love and care in exchange for whatever it is that we've contracted with them for, for us to learn. So I can share with you, my sole dog, Olivia, was with me for close to 13 years. And her so I didn't understand this at the time that she was in her physical body, but the last year of her life, she developed cancer. And um, I actually found a holistic practitioner, a holistic vet that did a lot of um, experimental protocols on her. As a matter of fact, she was one of the first dogs that that this vet had ever done some of these things with. And she has gone on to teach about these methods that she used that were, that really gave Olivia another year of, of life that um, was pretty miraculous. I mean, that's a story in and of itself, but we had this amazing journey. And one of the big soul contracts that Olivia was here to teach me and help me with was that I was good enough to be the one that cared for her and brought her through this and, and to step into what I'm doing now. Mm. So again, I didn't understand that at the time, but um, so the sole contract that the arrangement she and I made was that she was going to come into my life at this particular point in time. And I was not only going to care for her while she was healthy, but that I was going to help her find and um, forge a new path for the way that uh, some vets can use a modality called ozone treatments to treat uh, dogs with cancer. Mm. So it can, it's all, it's not just the care that we give our animals and the, and the exchange for food and shelter. Sometimes when there are illnesses involved that it's, we're also pre-incarnation, we're contracting with them that we're going to, we're going to be their advocate. We're going to be their, their uh, caregiver. We're going to be the, the one who, who makes the decisions about what's in their best interest. And that again, is all designed to help us grow and evolve as, as humans mm. well, or help our you, soul grow and evolve. I'm curious, what do you disclose to the vets when you go there? Do you disclose your, your gifts and your, your intuition, your, your skills or, do you keep that at bay and say, you do your thing, I'll do my thing? So I, I have, um, I've been very fortunate to work with vets that are open to what I do. 
Um, I have a, a vet that I work with now that is not fully on board. But, well, I shouldn't say that. She doesn't fully understand it, but she is open to the possibility that it, that what I do isn't just totally crazy. So, um, so I, I generally will, will temper how I, how I broach it with, with a vet or with a, a, you know, an animal professional and sort of feel out where they're at. Because if I go in there and say, Hey, I can hear animals and they talk to me and they're, totally shut down to that, then um, that is a potential missed opportunity to maybe plant a seed because then they can just write me off as cuckoo. Yeah. <laughs> cool. And I want to, I want to really tap into what you explained around um, really stepping into these gifts, really stepping into yeah. your, your power of saying, okay, this is what I'm here to do and, and why I'm here to do it. And I know from what we've done um, in this in this coaching program, you've really started to shift a the ways in which you see, you know, the the challenges on this entrepreneurial journey. But before we get into that, I wanna I wanna ask what are some things that some pet owners can do, whether they have uh, whether they have cats and dogs or any any kind of animal that they look after, is there any particular pattern any particular questions they can ask themselves what can what can they do what can they be mindful of to start to learn these these lessons that animals are, t- are teaching us at a deeper level so i'm 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 about to laugh because i'm thinking oh my gosh this is exactly what what you have been talking about like the people who who trigger you or when you get triggered that's really something to pay attention to right mm-hmm. Because those are feelings that are coming up. So what I tell people is when you have uh, behaviors that are really bothering you or that you're trying to control with an animal, that's something to pay attention to. And what I would encourage people is to think outside of the traditional box, especially with dogs. I think the tendency is this is a behavior if it's an unwanted behavior, like let's, let's take jumping up on a human. Those behaviors are generally there. People try to train those out of animals, right? Out of dogs. And it's not that it, it's not that you can't use training in conjunction with other modalities, but I would really encourage people to think, what is it that my dog could be trying to help me learn? Or what is it that my animal could be trying to help me to learn? Or where are they trying to help me grow? Or what are they trying to help me look at that I'm not looking at? And I would encourage people to do this too when there are physical challenges or there are illnesses, that that, to understand that that's all part of the arrangement that you made before we incarnated. And it's, it can be hard to wrap our brains around that, our human brains around that, but the animals have willingly signed up for this journey. And so if we can, if we can, if you can think outside of the box, that could be very helpful to you. And just start asking yourself the question, what is my animal trying to help me with? Because I can promise you as, as, annoying or infuriating or frustrating that behavior could be they are absolutely trying to help you with something Mm. 
Well, it's sort of the same with anything in life. It's the uh, <laughs> it's the same challenges, circumstances, events, other people. Same with your animals. You to always be asking, man, whatever's triggering me here, whatever is, uh, you know, providing judgment, resistance to life, is is just helping you expand, helping you grow. And so animals are just a part of that as well. They might be able to accelerate a little bit more um, by always being around you and always reminding you of certain things. But that's a really cool, um, it's a really cool question of curiosity to have. To be like, what is, what can my, my, my animal be teaching me by these certain patterns or these certain behaviors? What is it that it could be teaching me? How is it helping me grow? How is this helping me expand and learn? And what do I need to look at? What could I be avoiding within myself that my animals now providing me the opportunity to start looking at to heal? Is that the way mm. you describe it? Exactly. Yes. That's powerful. That's very powerful. Um, what have you been, what have you experienced with, with your animals? You have, you have some pets right now. And obviously those who are watching on YouTube can, can see <laughs> Alfie coming into camera every now and then to, to get a bit of a pat, but the, what is it that, what is the experience that you have with the animals at the moment? Is there anything in particular that makes it unique or special or anything that you're learning? So what's really interesting in this, and this ties in, I'm just going to turn my light on here so you guys can see me a little bit better. What's really interesting, and this really ties in with what you were talking about earlier, right? With, um, that's great. um asking like the, you know, what my journey's been with stepping into into what I've been doing and and um, with with pursuing this as a as a business and really stepping into my power and 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 getting this out into the world. Um, so my dog Charlotte, who's actually being a very good girl and quiet right now, um, when I got her, she um, I got her about a year and a half after Olivia transitioned. And she was just like no dog I had ever had in my entire life. And I just, I, I was like, I don't know what to do with this dog. And this is before I really understood that I was still learning the, the craft of animal communication and understanding how that all played out and, and what soul contracts were and, and how they played in with animals. And, um, oh God, she would just bark. For, for like she would just she would just like you know she wouldn't come when I would call her despite having had what I would consider good training and she wouldn't come when I would call her and she wouldn't she wouldn't listen and she was just she was very um like bold she is very bold like the world is my oyster and I, it whatever whatever I want the universe is going to deliver that's how she wakes up every day and what I now understand is that what she's been trying to do is, is mirror for me and, and get my attention. Like, Hey, you're not doing what you're supposed to do. You're not following your soul's purpose. You're not like, you know, at the points where I was resisting following this or, or stepping into my power are the points that I, I can look back and say, that's when she was like, what I would have called the, you know, the most ill-behaved, right? Like she was just fresh and bold and and rude and wouldn't do what I asked and she would jump up and take my dinner off the counter and you know just things I'm like oh my god what is this dog doing but 
what she's really been doing for me is, is mirroring, like, this is how you're supposed to go out into the world. Like you're supposed to go after what it is. You're supposed to live boldly and, and big and, and, you know, I, I can hear her right now. She's saying the world is your oyster. You just don't know it. Mm. Heard the difference is she knows it. And now, you know, right? it. now, yeah, now I know it. I just have to live it. Right. <laughs> um, so in that regard, and, and she's not a typical golden retriever. And I, you know, I, I would sit there and I would talk to my friends and be like, I, I don't know what to do with this dog. I don't know. I don't, I don't understand what the problem is. But what I understand now is that it, it wasn't that it was a problem. It's that this was how she was trying to get my attention. And this is how she was trying to help guide me. Because when I'm on course and I'm it, from my heart embracing this journey and opening up her there's a direct correlation like this is if this is her barking when when i'm you know or her we'll call this her problematic behavior when i'm doing what i'm what i'm you know following my soul's path she's down here mm -hmm. if i go off course or i veer off this way she comes up this you know her behavior escalates or her okay. what i would consider unwanted behavior escalates very interesting. Isn't that, isn't that life in general? When we're following our heart, so let's say mm. something's triggering us and whether it's another person or a circumstance or money or business or marketing or whatever the, whatever the thing may be, if it's triggering you and then you look inside and you say, oh, there's something for me to feel. There's something for me to heal. There's a side of me that needs my love right now. There's a lesson I need to learn. This is helping me expand and grow. You ask yourself these deeper questions. All of a sudden that thing will start to change. That mm -hmm. thing externally will mirror the shifts you're creating internally. And this is what you're explaining, you know, what Charlotte has been doing in terms of her behavior will, will decrease the more you're actually listening to the science, the more right. you're actually listening to what, you know, this guide is telling you and how, and how you can and, and what you're here to do. So the more you follow that, the more... The universe says, hey, you don't need this too much more of this guidance because you, you've learned it and you're living it. Right. Is that, the way, is that the way you would say it? So, yes. And I think, I don't think we ever get to the point where, where our animals, because I think our animals, there's, there's always deeper layers, right? Mm -hmm. So it's like, as I step into this, now there are other things that are coming up for me which is one of the things that, you know, I've, I've been learning through the, the work that I've done with you in the serving circle and, and through the coaching, the coaching program, right? So as I step into the work that I'm doing, it's sort of like, okay, now we're going into a deeper layer. So there are other ways that I would expect that Charlotte and Alfie, who's my other dog, um, this guy right here, um, would step up and and help guide me and, and provide wisdom and messages. So I don't think it ever completely goes away, but it does, it's, it, it's when you can tap into it and say, okay, this is like, I don't get upset when Charlotte barks anymore. I don't get upset if she tries, I actually just laugh because I'm like, all right, what am I not, what am I not paying attention to? Or what am I not, what is she trying to mirror for me that I need to be doing, or I'm not doing, or, you know, usually she's trying to mirror a, a, a way of life that I should be adopting. That's what yeah. 
that's what she does for me. So, so before we, before we go into that, because now I'm looking at my past pets. Um, we've always been a dog family, so we had mm-hmm. um, our Maltese Terrier cross West Highland White Terrier when we were younger, and uh, she was a beautiful dog. So, such such incredible times. We actually had another um, uh, a lab, um, and and she she transitioned early we I actually found her um I was the first one to find her and she um was in the backyard and she wasn't moving at all and so I went up to her and saw that she had passed away and mm. we and what I found was a a like a little mice who was dead next to her so what everyone was well the vets were saying it's probably likely that she had eaten this mouse that had um, previously eaten some uh, mouse poison, poison and that had and that had killed her mm-hmm. but what a beautiful dog she was she's she's incredible um, she just really provided such love such care such kindness and we I think the reason why we're, a lot of us are drawn to dogs is because they remind remind us as that part of ourselves Mm-hmm. you know this like you're explaining how charlotte's very bold goes after what she wants and unapolog- unapologetically does it and we uh and and that's what i think i think with that with our with dogs in particular who are just happy go lucky always happy to see people no matter what they look like no matter what they do they're mm-hmm. always enjoying life and um and i raised a guide dog puppy uh lola and gave her gave her back to the uh, to guide dogs about two. It's coming up to two years ago, and that was just it was my brother and I raised her together, and it was just such a, a fun experience to raise this beautiful dog with such patience, and she had mm. such love. She had such uh, just a, a gift that she was able to give us until she went around my mom's house with my sister's dog, which is a basset hound. And then mm-hmm. she'd go crazy. It, it, it was yeah. such, it was such a bizarre thing. And it was always just so funny. We were always laughing. We were always having a good time because Lola would just be so calm, patient, the perfect, <laughs> the perfect guide dog when you're training her, when she's around my house. Then when she goes around my mom's house with my sister's dog, it was like, all hell breaks loose and she just like <laughs> went crazy and it just it's a subtle reminder that it's not always about work it's not always about mm-hmm. um it's not always about just doing the job you can go and play you can go and, and have you can go crazy right. you can enjoy all those all those areas of life as well um so i thought i'd just share those because those are, now i'm thinking back of my pet history mm. and and thinking what are the lessons that i've learned what are the things that has helped me grow and there's definitely things in there that that's been that's been my experience um but do you have anything that's happened to there in as i share as i share my stories do i i'm sorry say again do you have anything to tap into there or anything to add or anything that anything for me that i could ask myself so i think well i definitely would say that there's a reason why you were the you were the one who found your dog yeah i believe that first found found the dog and it i I, it was definitely i'm sensing that was definitely um rat poison that Mm. it it was some sort of poison for the rodents that that um caused her to transition um 
I think one of the things that, that I would add um, is that our, our animals, especially dogs, cats too, but cats can be a little bit more finicky about the way that they teach us our lessons. But one of the reasons I think people are so drawn to, to dogs is that they provide us with this unconditional love, right? And, and they, because they only see the best of us and they see us in the present moment and that's all they care about. And it's this beautiful example. And I, I love watching animals in nature. And I say to myself, they're not worried about what's gonna happen tomorrow or where they're gonna get food tomorrow or if you know somebody's gonna choose them as a mate tomorrow or what. It, they're just so in the present moment in that knowing that everything they need is provided for them. Mm -hmm. And they live in that, that state of abundance. And so I think that's one of the reasons that it's so important for people to connect with animals, whether you, whether you have them, whether you're guardians of them in, in your home and you, and you live with them or not, it's still important for people to connect with animals because mm -hmm. they just bring you, they help to bring you into alignment. Yeah. Even, even as I meditate each morning, I'll meditate for an hour and I'll sit and just observe, you know, the sunrise and this. And I have a lot of birds that live around my, my house and I just watch them. They, they will either play with each other, they'll fly in the, in the sky in these synchronistic ways and, and all these patterns and they'll eat the berries off the tree. And these things. I'm like, and I'm thinking like, it just offers so much more peace for me because mm. as you say, they're living in the present moment they're not worried they're not uh you know judging life and and saying it should be different and you know they're just taking it moment by moment in each in each present moment and it just it reminds us of the side of us that can be present and mm -hmm. and and that skill set we have of just saying okay well all we have is this all we have is right now all we have is right now mm -hmm. and the more we tap into that the more peace flows through us um so it's such a good reminder when you just observe any animal in in the, in, in nature or any any of your any of your pets um mm -hmm. but before we before we finish up i want to tap into what you were saying before with certain certain triggers certain because most people who listen to this of course are entrepreneurs and business owners mm -hmm. and we've done some work within the one-on-one and the group coaching and everything like that with with the shift you've had and your relationships with emotions, your relationships with triggers, your relationships with thoughts and doubts that are coming up. What what have what has been your biggest lessons, your biggest learnings from this? And what what advice would you give any other entrepreneur who's wanting to step into their power and share their gifts? So what's been really fascinating for me is I have been. I'll circle back a little bit. You had asked in the beginning how I how I got into this. And about six years ago, I had started, I had a I had my own business for 25 years. I had a retail business. And I started to receive messages from my guides that I was animal communication is really where I was supposed to be heading and that I was supposed to be doing something with that. And I was really excited by that. And I thought, oh, that feels right. And I sold my business and I thought, this is, this is great. And I'm, I'm, you know, full steam ahead. And I would 
get started and I would, I would come up against some block and, or, or something. And I, I would, at the time I thought, okay, well, why am I coming up against limiting beliefs or why am I self-sabotaging? Why can't I, every time I would get a little bit of momentum, I couldn't, I, I would do something or something would happen. And I kept thinking that I was self-sabotaging and I was self-sabotaging. And I think probably the, the biggest aha of working with you and, and, and the program that I've been in and the coaching that, that the one-on-one coaching and the group coaching that we've done is coming to understand that the, the business journey is what you call the, the container for the spiritual journey, right? The, the business is really the, the, the container for the spiritual journey. So it wasn't that I was self-sabotaging. It was that all of my, all of my core issues were coming up. My, my feelings about not being good enough to do this work or not being liked or not being validated or not fitting in or what people would think about me or could I make money at this? All of that stuff was coming up and it wasn't that I was self-sabotaging. It's that I didn't want to feel it. And I think probably, you know, hand in hand with, with that being the biggest aha moment is, is the realization that when that comes up, it's coming up to be healed. It's not coming up to be shoved aside or pushed back down or ignored or, or avoided. It's coming up specifically so it can be healed and that by sitting with it and feeling and and sending it love and and that side of you that you know for me a big one that comes up is not being good enough not being good enough to do this work not being good enough just in general and of course stepping out into the world as what a lot of people are going to consider is a, an alternative practitioner, an alternative person. And a lot of people are not going to necessarily believe people that are mainstream are not necessarily going to believe that what I'm saying is true. And so there's that, oh my gosh, what's going to happen when people ridicule me or make fun of me or call me out and call me a fraud or, you know, challenge me. And really what that is, 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 is that, that, five-year-old or that seven-year-old or that 12-year-old that wasn't invited to sit at the lunch table that's feeling like I'm going to be ridiculed and she's really coming to the surface saying hey I need some love I need some space to heal and that's been the coolest part of of what I've been learning because if you had said that to me six months ago I would have been like no there's no way come on that's crazy. <laughs> That's, that can't possibly be true. But now I, you know, now that I've, I've started to delve into it, I can look back and say all the times that I felt like I had self-sabotaged, I just didn't want to feel what was coming up. So you got it, man. It's so important for people to remind themselves that when they just exactly the same, the way the animals are in your life to, to trigger it up, trigger everything and, and, you know, allow, allow signs of you to be seen and allow you to grow, allow you to learn. It's exactly the same with the business journey. If you're called on the business journey, it's because you're called on a particular path that's going to bring up the things that need to be healed and the things that need to be seen. So what, what difference have you seen in, in how you feel or your perspective on life or what you've noticed in your life and business? What is it that you've perceived that's different now that you're willing to go in and start feeling fully and healing these wounds? So what I, 
what I see is uh, it, I have this new tool that's available to me when these feelings come up that I don't, I don't have to shut down. I have, I, I have a different response to that now. Now I can say, okay, this is something I need to sit with. This is, I need to sit in meditation with this and, and hear that part of me that needs to be heard and love that part of me and allow a healing to take place. Mm. And what that does is it allows me to step into a higher vibration of myself and then serve the animals from a higher vibration and serve the humans from a higher vibration. So it's not, and probably as a byproduct of this, I mean, the, the, the fears around making money at this and, and, and being able to live in abundance are all there because it's, I, I think when you, you become an entrepreneur, you go on that journey, that's what everybody is seeking and wants, right? That, oh my gosh, I'm going to, I'm going to make my own money and I'm going to be my own boss. And, but what this is, this is allowed is a different perspective, a, a shift in the perspective on abundance and understanding that as I step into a higher version of myself or a higher vibration, that the abundance will flow to me in a way I don't have to go out and chase it, right? That it sort of starts to flow to me in a way that is very organic and natural. And so my work is really being able to, or, or my responsibility to myself and, and the work that I'm being called to do is, is to really look at my stuff that comes up and not run from it. And sometimes that's easier said than done. Yeah. There's definitely been times when I've consistently remind you and you're like, damn it, Tyson. <laughs> <laughs> right. Like I was like, I can be a little pissy on when I'm like, I don't want to feel this. <laughs> And you always talk me off the ledge. So that's a good thing. <laughs> um, but it definitely is. I mean, it's, 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 I mean, I'm, you know, packaging it and putting a nice neat bow on it. I'm, I, I can't say that it's not messy. And I can't say there aren't times when I'm like, I'm sick of feeling this, or I'm sick of having to look at this, or I'm sick of, but overall, it's just given me a different, a different paradigm to approach this mm -hmm. and and to work within and it's I always feel better afterwards like I might not feel better during but I always feel better after yeah you know totally. so it's like exercise exactly like exercise during the exercise mm -hmm. you're like oh my god this is painful <laughs> this is I'm exhausted but then afterwards, you're like, oh, my God, this is just the best thing I can do for myself. And it's exactly the same to go in and feel and, and heal and, and know what these inner wounds are, are releasing and teaching you. It's exactly the same as exercise. And, and that means it keeps coming up and it's something we need to do consistently. That's why I meditate so much daily. And that's why I encourage all my clients and serving circle members and whoever's in my world, whoever's encouraged to do that, I would I would I would recommend at least at least daily to just go in and, and do that that soul's exercise you know and have that mm -hmm. soul workout um so where where can people find out more about you learn more about what you do how you do it what you've got for offerings what where can people find out that information sure so the best way to reach me or to or to read about me and find out about what i offer is on my website which is elizabeth e wallace.com 
And you can also find me on Facebook as Elizabeth E. Wallace, Animal Communicator. And I am on Instagram at, at Pet Whisper, Elizabeth Wallace Pet Whisperer. Okay, great. Cool. Awesome. Well, what is it that you have to add? Anything else that's on your heart? Anything else that you want to share that you feel pet owners or business owners should know? Uh, what, what, would, what would you like to add to sort of wrap this conversation up, make it feel complete? Sure. So I just would, I would really encourage anyone who is listening to this, that's, that is, if they're struggling with stepping into their purpose or, or stepping into awakening or looking at what they, what they're meant to bring to the world, not to give up. And, and there are so many people that are out there that, you know, join the serving circle. There are so many people in there that can help guide you. And I mean, I, Obviously, I wasn't meant to be in the serving circle six years ago when this all started, when I started being guided to, to follow this as, as a more of a calling. Um, but just in the, in, the, in the time that I've been in there, I, it's just the, the people have been so helpful. And there are so many people that are so enlightened and conscious and aware and awake and um, seek out guidance, seek out help because the the, your calling isn't going to go away if you ignore it. It's just going to get louder and louder. And if you have animals and they're trying to help you, they're just going to get louder and louder in whatever it is that they're doing. So, um, but I would really just encourage people that it's, it's, it's not something that you can, that you can deny and to, and to embrace it fully. Mm, so good. Some key reminders there. I'm disappointed that, uh, Charlotte wasn't able to bark and tune in on this episode, but maybe we'll have to get her back next time and, <laughs> and see, see what happens. She's, she's well-behaved, but, um, but thanks for being I'm here. I'm grateful I, I, she didn't. Once she nah, starts, she might I not her, stop. I wanted her in. Give, <laughs> give the crowd what they want. <laughs> uh, good times. But yeah, definitely thank you for being here and thank you for following oh, your heart, you. your guidance and, and the, the advice you have for everyone, I think it's super important and just a different depth of what people can, and questions they can ask themselves. So thanks so much for being here. I'll put all your links in the show notes so people can, uh, people can tune into you and, and, um, and you know, see, what you, see what you have for offer. So anyone who's interested or, or just curious about what this is all about, then definitely uh, check out those links. But Elizabeth, thanks so much for being here. Tyson, thank you so much. Thanks for listening to the Awaken Your Business podcast. If you're a heart-centered business owner, you know that selling, marketing, and business strategy can bring up a lot of fear, doubt, and scarcity. And this is why I created the community on Facebook called The Serving Circle. It's in here where you get to grow your business as a byproduct of asking the question, how may I serve? It's on our weekly Zoom collaborative calls where you get to serve by meeting like-minded people and organizing collaborations, service exchanges, and partnerships so together we can heighten consciousness through business success. So just search The Serving Circle in your Facebook groups and you'll see that you're just one heartfelt collaboration away from reaching your biggest business goal. Take care now.